Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. We have a brand new friend who has never yet been on the show. One of my, one of a really longtime friend, one of my best friends, <laughs> Florenzo, is in the pod tonight, guys. Hey, everyone. <laughs> He is currently driving, probably headed from one thing to another, which is definitely the seven in you. Um, But give our friends a little bit of a taste of who you are, what you do, um, you know, what interests you, you know, besides our friendship and the show Friends. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm Lorenzo. Um, I am a longtime friend of Leanne um, and Llewellyn. I've known for a long time as well. Um, I, what is there to know about me? Um, I'm pretty much the most awesome person on the face of the planet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I, uh, I am currently um, a material coordinator at Spectrum Health Hospital. Um, as well as a manager at Champ Sports, as well as the worship coordinator for the Wesley Foundation. So I, um, in in the Wesley Foundation, all of this is in Southwest Michigan. Um, for those of you out there who don't know mm-hmm. what those entities what those entities are, um, yeah. So I am located in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, Kalamazoo native, um, and yeah, I think that's yeah, that's how I got connected with you two. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we are today. Yes. Um, are you telling anybody your big news? Because you will not be in Michigan for very long. Um, well, you kind of just <laughs> threw me out there. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah. So, well, I, I will be moving. Um, I will not. You've be heard it here first, friends. You've heard it here first. <laughs> Uh, much longer. Yes, I will be relocating to the Southern California area um, in the next few months here, actually. So, yeah, a new chapter. New, new chapter. chapter like, new episode, if you will. New. <laughs> yeah. Kind of more like a new series. Yeah, uh, yeah, new series. Well, you know, like in this, in the, no, 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 not series, season. In the, in the series of Zoe's Life, this is a new season. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and and your current chapter, you know, episodes are coming to a close. Storylines yes. are wrapping up. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Correct. And then when you move, we'll be launching into a new season. You know, it'll be like season 18. Wait, um, hold up. What? <laughs> I don't know. Wait. I'm just I'm just mad living right now. Not I don't know. According, not according to years, though. I'm not 18 years old. But yeah. No, not, not years. More like more like major <laughs> seasonal things. No, you're not 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've lived a lot of life if I have 18, like, life-altering things that have happened. <laughs> that's, oh, wow, that's a lot of life in my short 27 years of living. That's like Grey's Anatomy worth. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Awesome. Oh, well, man. obviously, we have a lot of fun. Lorenzo and I go way back. And then, um, did, were you guys in the same program at the same time back in the day? Or No. I can't remember. No. Lorenzo, you went before Llewellyn, didn't you? Correct. Yeah. I believe okay. she came I was, the year after I graduated. Year after. Was, is, that, is that correct? 
Okay, got it. So I didn't really know how much you guys had like inter, you know, like intersected at all. So not not really a ton yeah, outside was, of being on some similar teams and stuff. Yeah, it was mostly from being on um, similar teams and having to, you know, cooperate in a team atmosphere. Cooperate? That makes you guys sound like you were like. <laughs> You're like four. we have to we have to like you know really. <laughs> make ourselves show up to be in the same room together right so, right, right, right yeah because it's yeah. like a real drag i mean of course it's, it's a it's a job pretty much <laughs> right, right 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 all right well we haven't even jumped into this, the episode yet obviously lorenzo's a who um he's one of my favorite people on the planet so let's dive into the episode recap Llewellyn take it away girlfriend yes so this week we watched the one titled the one with the bullies Chandler and Ross run into two bullies at Central Park while Monica tries her luck at the stock market to avoid taking a job at a 1950s themed diner and Phoebe drives for a second time to meet her father while Joey and Rachel accompany her okay when I originally asked you to be on this show, I had quickly tried to mention a different episode. Uh-huh. And then as soon as I saw the title, The One with the Bullies, I immediately uh-huh. was like, Lorenzo would be much better uh-huh. <laughs> with this episode. And so I moved you because I thought... What better person to talk about bullies uh-huh. than an emotional bully? Yeah. And <laughs> the ultimate. And <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is too much. So anyways, I had to tell you there was an actual thought process behind it. Now, Lorenzo is an eight on the Enneagram, which means he's like a challenger, which is, you know, great in, in, you know, every Enneagram has their awesomeness, but then there's also some other, you know, things to it that we walk through just in relationship. And so when I saw it, I was like, it'll be perfect. We can talk about, we can talk about that. So yes. anyways, so we, we walk into the episode with a soft open and essentially Monica's sitting there watching the stock market circle through and she's talking about how she looks for a specific one that kind of has her initials in it and as they're sitting there watching we find out that monica still doesn't have a job which i don't understand in new york how you could just not have a job for as long as monica has not had a job Uh and still keep a really nice apartment i mean for the two of you like Llewellyn, you're the main city you want to you want to move to is New York. Lorenzo, at some point in the future, you'll probably be in New York because you just have that vibe about you. <laughs> you guys could never make it in New York without a job, not unless you're a trust fund baby. But yeah, for sure, no. It's just like she must have been so good with her money that she like decide like had a stockpile of savings i don't know it just doesn't make sense to me at all (laughs) um but then phoebe is kind of reading these signs throughout the day all in relation that she needs to go see her dad so it was a really quick soft open but it sets up the storyline um and the main storyline being phoebe and the search for her to kind of reconnect with her biological father 
So we get into then the main episode. We go into the cafe and the guys are all ready to go like play sports. What what were they going to go play? Badminton or something? Uh, uh, racquetball. Racquetball, yeah. <laughs> Badminton. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Can you just imagine like Chandler and Ross just playing badminton on like the courts? Um, okay, so the guys decide they go in there and then they all of a sudden decide like, do you want to just not go and go and like stay here? And they're like, yes, absolutely. So they go sit in these seats, but then these guys turn around and they say, Hey, we were sitting there and they're total, like they're total jerks. Ross and Chandler would have been more than happy to move. Um, but they were such jerks about it. And then when Chandler goes to turn away, all of a sudden the guy, like not only steals his hat, but he also puts it on his own head. Which creeped me out. Llewellyn, I know that you're like a germaphobe. Did that creep you out as much as it did for me? Oh, 100%. You don't wear someone else's hat, especially not without their permission. Well, or knowing where they come right. from. Right, especially because like they're holding racquetball stuff. So like, as far as he knows, they just got done playing and that hat could be super sweaty. Oh, <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, so he steals his hat and wear it, wears it, and then we realize that these, like, guys are going to be, like, a real problem. But we go back to the girls' apartment, and the interview, you know, it was, was it an interview itself, or was it, like, she looked for a job and realized kind of what the, what the ask she was? She said it was an interview. It was? Okay. So, obviously, it wasn't ideal, because she would work at this 50s restaurant, and have to wear like costumes and all the full get up and everything. Right. Now I've been, I've served in restaurants for like 10 years and I don't think I would ever, I would ever stoop that low. <laughs> Monica would have to be desperate. Now, Lorenzo, you always have like at least three jobs. <laughs> what is the worst job you've ever had? Uh, oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say the worst job that I have ever had was when I was actually um, a server and a host at a new, it was, I was only there for a summer. It was between um, my sophomore and junior year, junior year of college. And um, mm-hmm. it was called The Vault. And it was in this little town around Kalamazoo called Vicksburg, Michigan. Um, <laughs> and I worked there with one of my best friends. Um, his name is Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a very unprofessional environment. Um, and there were a lot of clashing personalities. So, and there were strong personalities, particularly in management and ownership, um, that were, it was a new, it was new to them. They've never owned a, um, restaurant before. And so with those clashing personalities, um, yet strong personalities, it just invited confrontation on my end being the strong headed eight that I am. Um, (laughs) uh, it was, it was, uh, it was an experience, um, hence why I was only there for about two months um, or th- three months. But a part of that time, 
or a large portion of that time I was actually traveling. Um, this was a summer in which I was actually gone quite a bit. And it is something that huh. my dear friend Leanne jokes about quite a bit <laughs> with me. Um, <laughs> that there was apparently this one, you know, quarter of a year where she didn't see my face at all. Because <laughs> um, you were gone for like a, a total of four <laughs> months altogether. You just didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. But some way, somehow I managed to still have a job while being gone. So. Yeah. I don't know how you manage that, honestly. Maybe that's why it only lasted. For... Yeah. I'm, I must have, you know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know what I did, honestly. Maybe I was teleporting and didn't even realize it. Um, Maybe. But yeah, I would definitely say that was the worst job I've ever had. So it kind of correlates. <laughs> Llewellyn, what about you? Worst job you've ever had? I had a feeling you were going to ask me, so I'm sitting here thinking for all this. <laughs> um, I don't know that I really have ever had one that's, like, terrible. I mean, you have jobs you don't like. Like, I worked in a factory for half a year one time sorting greasy car parts. Um, oh, wow. Which isn't, like, I mean, when you think of me, like, never expected to work. <laughs> But I did for half a year and made bank. Um, but so I guess maybe that. I mean, it wasn't a terrible job, but it was, wasn't my favorite by any means. All right, it's like the money almost made up for the fact that you hated it. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, that sounds good. I would say my least favorite job is being Lorenzo's <laughs> friend, but a close. <laughs> wow, shade. <laughs> <laughs> Then, <laughs> then a close second to that would be my current job. <laughs> Hopefully, your boss isn't listening. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't care about me. <laughs> it's a sales world. That's mean. They, they, you know, I'm one of, I'm, I'm one of their like, not least favorite people. I mean, I'm definitely not in their posse, which is fine by me, but I'm, I'm not like a person that's not liked by them. Um, so I, I'm not trying to be like unfair. They, they do like me. Um, but I mean, I just never saw, I'm just, this definitely is not for like my whole life. Just selling health insurance and being in the sales world is just not me. I mean, it's been, it's been good in the sense of that. Like I'm not, struggling and you know whatever but it's it's just not ideal so i would say you know this beats the summer that i picked blueberries oh, oh. yeah yes um okay so back to monica ideally she you know she doesn't want to be in a 50s restaurant having to wear you know this costume and all the get up and the guys come in at this moment They're, you know, so all the friends are sort of sitting around and the guys come in and say hi together. And they're all sulky because they've just been bullied by these two guys. And Ross comes in and he's like, can't believe that there are real life bullies that are not like, like young people. They are fully grown, like late 20 adults that are just like straight up schoolyard bullies, I guess is the best way to yeah. put it. Cause I think that like bullying, especially like in the world of like cyber today, it definitely looks different, but these guys are actual just schoolyard bullies, which is so funny to me that they would be in their, you know, late twenties and just 
you know, picking up someone's hat and stealing it and make it. And then some of the gags they pull even later with like tipping the chair is just such a bully thing to do. So, um, but then, you know, Ra- Rachel gives Ross a hug and, you know, Chandler does this throwaway line that he doesn't have anybody. But then Monica starts like realizing that the stock that she had talked about the day before made money overnight. And that if she had just invested in, you know, her quote unquote, that she would have more money. And so she decides to like get into stocks. And I, I it just made me think of like, especially in today's world, how it's so easy to like, with certain apps and with like cash app, how you can not only get into stocks, but like the whole Bitcoin thing. Do any of you guys do that? No. No. Because... <laughs> Okay, Bitcoin to me seems so elusive. Like I don't I don't know what's what's backing the Bitcoin. And where is it my like I just don't understand what it is. <laughs> like, not- electric currency makes no sense to me. I don't know, but that's just me. So do you guys do stocks anywhere else? Like actual stocks? No. <laughs> Nope. Lorenzo, that kind of surprises me. I would, I kind of assume that you might have like a stock in like Nike or something like that. Oh, goodness. Wow. I actually do. I can't believe I forgot that. I do. (laughs) Is that because you used used to work for them? And so we um, were able to enroll in a program in which we would get the stocks at a discounted rate. And so um, I actually do own some Nike stock as oh. well as UPS stock. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. I don't re- do much with it. Apparently. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Well, maybe that just like kind of lets it grow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I uh, I guess for Bitcoin, the, the cash app has like little um, boosts that you can add. And if there's nothing on there that I'm like going towards, um, like sometimes they'll have Chick-fil-A on there, but if they don't have Chick-fil-A and I'm going to Chick-fil-A, then they have this boost where, and you can earn 3% worth of Bitcoin just on your purchase. So it just automatically like adds it. So I guess maybe I've invested, I mean, not me because it just gives it to me for free, but they've put in like, I don't know, $2.62 worth of Bitcoin. But I just, it just sits there. I have no idea like what to do with it. It has like the buy sell buttons, but I don't know what any of that means. So I have Bitcoin, but it's not because I've put any of my own personal money. They've just given me money for it. So I don't know. Anyways, um, so Monica really wants to get into this, which will be her main like storyline, you know, until we get to the end. So we, um, Phoebe has decided that she's going to go see her real father for the first time. And the friends are there encouraging her, um, which is the second time that she's brought along some friends. And this is Joey's second time, isn't it? Yeah, I think the first time she brought Joey and Chandler. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was super late at night and they were like sleeping in the back. Yeah, they just stayed there like all and night. So, 
Yeah. And then, so we do, we do that kind of again. And because Joey had previously been there, he, he tells her to bring the pillow. She's like, I told, he's like, I told you this pillow would work and it'd be like super handy because she slams on the brakes when she's about to stop. So he, she goes up to the front door and as she's walking there, a little white dog comes around the corner and starts biting, like grabbing at her, like the bottom of her jeans or her pants. And so she makes her way back into the car, kind of gets the dog off of her. Rachel distracts the dog with Joey's, what sound like a disgusting sandwich. (laughs) Um, And then uh, hops into the van or to the, taxi and then at one point joey's like well i'll you know i'll try and do it it's just a small dog and then he turns around and that little dog is like on the window and i've always anytime that episode comes around and he's he's like literally balancing with his little paws on the window doesn't it wouldn't it like hurt his little his little knuckles that are right there i think it would hurt his whole body the way he's laying on the (laughs) window i know he's got like his like essentially what I can equate to like a wrist, like that's what's propping him up. And then he's using like his feet on that ledge of the window to like maybe hold himself there. But like how I just, between that and like the throne cat that we saw a couple episodes with Phoebe's video of her smelly cat, I just think maybe standards for like animal training for shows have changed a little <laughs> think they've given a little more rights to animals since then and maybe PETA was like this cannot happen moving <laughs> forward I don't know <laughs> yeah um so we go back to the cafe and the essentially the bullies are back they the guys are sitting there the bullies come in and they're kind of heckling them from behind and Ross gets up and is like I am sick and tired of this And then he turns to Gunther and ropes Gunther in to defend their seats. And then Ross seems like oddly proud of that. Don't you think? Like when he sits back down, he's like, I knew you wouldn't like it. Yeah. He just, he just seems like that was a good call to, to rope in another full grown man and have him like defend literally like he was telling on him with a teacher. (laughs) Again, it's like back to kindergarten. Like Gunther's a teacher and they're saying, you know, our, our, our seats were stolen and whoever got there first, you know, gets them and they, you know, decide, well, let's take things outside then. And, um, you know, the, the bullies kind of tip the couch back a little to like seem really like threatening and like, you know, dominating, I guess. I don't know. Lorenzo, from your perspective, what are the bullies trying to do here? Uh, I don't really know what the actual like goal is, like what is happening, like what's the, what the motivation is, like what's happening internally, but it just seems like classic, um, like thrill of imposing your will against someone. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know how it works psychologically. Um, but I'm just I mean it it, it does seem childish but in the same sense um, I do think that that's like a I do think that's a real thing um, that is paralleled throughout 
one's maturation in life. Like there is some type of thrill that comes to that comes from imposing your will. Um, mm. Even and it's like the 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 things like the the practical are just a means to it almost kind of like an adrenaline rush Mm -hmm. um but i'm not sure (laughs) honestly (laughs) i think that was a really great layout don't you think think so well done lorenzo well done um so we hop back, we kind of cut back over to the taxi, and it's dark again. So Phoebe, for a second time, has made her friends wait in the car until, like, nighttime. And you get the idea that they've been waiting for the dog to hopefully leave. <laughs> and and yet they kind of decide that by the time she thinks the dog's left, she's already sort of lost her courage And the friends, you know, really show their support and that they're there for her. And Joey kind of kindly suggests, like, do you just want to go home? And she's like, yeah, thanks. And so right as she's about to pull away, um, they simulate what we can all assume is that she's run over the dog. And, okay, Llewellyn, I don't know if you caught this, too. Do you think Lisa Kudrow, like, broke character in her hands? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got I got that I got that too. What makes you what makes you think that? What like why I think she broke character? Yeah. Like it's not obvious at all, but why so what made you think that that I would have thought that too? Well, I mean she was the front like she I think she was the one everybody looked to because you hear this thud and the whole audience just kinda like makes a noise like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? So your first thought mm-hmm. is to look at her because she's the one that was driving I don't know what happened to make her lose character because I feel like that would not be something to laugh about but something must have happened in the car that we don't hear yeah Yeah, I totally agree with you because there's something about and maybe it's the full face cover that makes Mm, you think that whereas opposed to like just covering your mouth gives it Maybe would because you could see the rest of the face if you only did that. Maybe that would have given it away more. I yeah, don't know. Um. So back at the girls' place, Monica is in full on like trading mode, and in true Monica fashion, <laughs> just over. Oh yeah, goes all in. Like, I mean, she's super dedicated to it now and committed. She's like yelling people like yelling at people over the phone and Phoebe's trying to decide, you know, I need to tell my dad about his dog, but I don't want to call and say, you know, hi, I'm your long lost daughter who I've never met in person. And also your dog is, you know, broken. (laughs) And so Joey kindly offers that he's going to do it. But then when he does, he sounded like he was a (laughs) mafia guy. I know that was the worst. Isn't that what you guys thought? Like he, he's like, oh, your dog's gonna be fine within twenty four hours. Like they're always giving yeah. time frames and limits, and he just sounded like he was like doing yeah. a, a shtick. And yet, when they ask, like, "What's up with the accent?" he just he's like, "I couldn't tell you. Like, I don't know why I decided <laughs> to do that." And then it's sort of like that would make sense for Joey. <laughs> One, he's an actor. Two, he's Joey, so uh. he would say something like that. 
and like then have to commit to right. it because you started off one way. Um, have you guys ever done that with like your friends or something where you like decide that you're going to go into a store or at a restaurant or something and like you're going to talk with an accent the whole time and then once you commit, you kind of are <laughs> stuck in it? Have you guys ever done that? You confidently say no. <laughs> definitely. No? I, I definitely have. I knew it. All um, right, tell us the story. Well, well, there's a um, so every now and again, it depends on who I'm with. If, I, if I'm with, it depends on which friends I'm with. But um, I think most often I find myself doing it um, like in a drive-through at a like a fast food restaurant, and so and so um. I'll um I'll like I'll like come up. Um, to the drive-thru and I'll do like um, like a surfer dude voice um, but it, you know it doesn't, it doesn't at all match like my profile like what like I look like a Rastafarian like if you look at me like <laughs> I look like a Rastafarian like you're not gonna assume that I sound like surfer dude like I don't know like Baywatch or something like you're not gonna assume I sound like that um, but to throw people off, I do it, and it's hilarious. The the reaction that I get, um, like pulling up to a drive through window, and they're like, oh, oh, and they like kind of pause. You can tell they kind of pause because they're like, are are we sure that this is the person who's like this is their order? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's that's more common. And then there's been like I don't know, like one or two times uh, in my life. There was there's like there's a period of time about four years probably four years ago um where Mm -hmm. I was in this musical um and I had to do a um a Barack Obama impersonation um yeah around that time there was like a couple times I went to uh, Meyer, which is for those of you out there who don't know what Meyer is Meyer is this supermarket grocery store um really renowned in the midwest of America um Better, better, better than Walmart. Walmart. No, yes. that is not. A, yeah, it's not even a. Yeah, not even a comparison. <laughs> you said what? Not even a comparison. It's better than Walmart, worse than Target. That's about. It's about where it lands, like in the hierarchy of like. All right. The place of this conversation. I, I actually I do agree. I just if we're gonna say that, then we have to call it Target. But you know that's neither here nor there. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but a couple oh, okay. times I would like go to the grocery store um, Barack Obama impersonation and either I would get a look of like shut up or um, a look okay. of like this is really funny but you're weird too so mm. yeah so I've definitely done that to answer your question were you doing that to like practice the craft? Uh, no I think just to be obnoxious or just to be funny yeah okay Okay, makes sense. Uh, okay, so the guys have taken the bullies' words to heart. They essentially said, don't show your faces here ever again. So we see that the guys are in their own apartment, or Ross has come over mm-hmm. to meet with Chandler, and they're drinking what we can assume as instant coffee or an instant cappuccino, which all three of us are a little bit of coffee snobs. Like, we know... And Llewellyn, probably more than us, she worked at a cafe for a, a great season right. of her life yeah. as well. 
And so she, she's got all the like espresso pool times and like all of that stuff, like the measurements for drip coffee and, and, and things in her mind. But like instant coffee is just one of those things that real coffee drinkers it's typically disgusting. don't touch. Is that accurate across yes. the board? For a hundred percent. It's disgusting. That's why I never tried that one trend that was the like frozen coffee or whatever that hit like TikTok and Instagram like a year ago. Yeah. The, do you guys remember what that's called? I do not. Um, oh, I do. Del, Delgada, Del something funky. Yes, I think you're right. Coffee is what mm-hmm. it is. Yes, it's with instant coffee. And that's why I never tried it because I was like... I don't have instant coffee in my house and I'm not going to go to a store to buy a whole box of it because I'll never, I'll never (laughs) use it besides that one instance. And even then, like, is it (laughs) worth it? Probably not. (laughs) Accurate. Accurate. All right. So Joey says, after I get done with my niece's christening service, I'm going to, I'm going to come with you guys, bring in the big guns and essentially try and help you guys you know, stand your ground. And Ross kind of finally has a little bit of a spine, um, which we don't, you know, Mm -hmm. see often, but he decides, no, like there's no way we're going to let bullies, you know, determine where we go for coffee in the morning. And so he essentially says like, let's stand up to those guys. So we kind of see that they have determined in their, you know, little hearts that they're going to go and take a stand. But we move across the hallway to the girls' apartment, and we find out that Monica has lost all of her money. Mm-hmm. Everything that she had put in, everything that she had, you know, bought and traded, she's lost. And she's begging Rachel for money, which is a <laughs> nice, little, nice little turnaround. Yeah. Um, because up until this point, Rachel has been the one that's been the, you know, struggling New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, portrayed as such, even though Monica has barely had a job for the last, you know, season and a half. (laughs) Um, And she essentially says, you know, Rachel, I need a hundred bucks just to, you know, win all my money back. And Rachel gives her like, puts her foot down and is like, not going to give her the money. And Monica really wants it because she doesn't want to have to take that job. But Rachel's not going to give it to her, which is a good friend move, because sometimes we have to do a little tough love, which we've seen in, you know, recent episodes even. And sometimes the truth hurts. So we cut back to the taxi and Phoebe is bringing the dog back and asks to speak with Frank. And we find out that Frank went out to, what was it, get groceries or something? Yeah, never came back. And he never came back four years later. So seems like a real winner. And uh, we find out that Frank Jr. lives in the same house still. And, you know, Phoebe has a brother. And Frank Jr. has a sister. And they reconnect. You know, he shares a little bit of a story about his dad. How he looked like still. And Phoebe's reaction to that was... Spot on. (laughs) It was so perfect. She was like, I don't know what to do with that. And that was 
I think that could be more relevant in, in our everyday lives when people are telling us like certain random facts about whatever we'd be like, I don't really know what to do with that because I feel like, I feel like that comment is so like spot on. Mm. Um, so the last part of the main episode, we end back at the cafe and it's kind of a long scene. It, it, it shifts from being inside to outside to back inside, but the guys are there they're staking their ground, but then we find out that they're like rushing through the entire process. <laughs> they're grabbing their coffee, they, they're pouring in their cream, putting in their sugar, and then it goes down the hatch. And of course, they burn their entire mouths because it's hot coffee. And then they book it outside, like as if they have claimed some sort <laughs> of, you know, achievement. Right by rushing through which this is not a win for anybody but on their way outside they end up running into the very guys that they were trying to avoid and this whole deliberation about fighting ensues this guy takes off his watch so then Chandler is like well I don't care about my watch so can I use it as a weapon and then they get all ready with that and then they start talking about their faces (laughs) and how you know, we we all have jobs, so we can't punch anyone in the face. Okay, it's agreed upon. Then Chandler's like, well, while we're saying things, we might as well not do anything. Oh, no, no. The other guy says, you know, nothing below the waist either. And so, like, uh, I don't know if this is... Lorenzo, have you ever gotten in a fight? <laughs> I, like, I don't want to ask that, but I also am like, well, I know Llewellyn has not. Unless Llewellyn, unless you were a scrapper back in your day. Uh, no, unless you count like play fighting as like a seven year old. No, I have not. No, that doesn't count. Lorenzo, real yeah, fight. The yes, last no, yes. Fight that I was in was, um, oh, I, I think I was five years old. Um, <laughs> see, I, I was five years old. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess I've come really close to a um, physical altercation, and it happened to be with, um, at the time, my best friend. Um, and and it's it's funny what? because we were actually um, in this church discipleship program, um, and we were all playing um, like. I guess like swim basketball, like pool, like basketball in the pool. Um, and uh, yeah. it got like it, it was it was pretty much a scenario in which I was like the one athletic guy stuck with like three other non-athletic guys, and then the and then four <laughs> other really athletic guys were on the same team, and so they just pretty much like ganged oh, up on me whenever no. I got the ball, um, and just like. <laughs> like just pushed me like didn't let me do anything um and then I got really frustrated one time and so I pretty much just like bulldozed through um one of my housemates and um my best friend at the time um and that made him like very heated <laughs> and so he pushed me uh and he is um, not a particularly large guy. Um, like, I probably... Is this yes. EJ? Yes. 
So I, I, I probably have okay. like 50 to 60 pounds on them. Um, and <laughs> as we have, you know, like recalled the situation, um, like, like in, in future moments, we, um, I could, cause I couldn't remember actually what happened. Like once it got really serious. Um, but, uh, he, right. Yeah. Just I was, red at was, that point, I right? Red. Um, and so <laughs> he described it as, um, as soon as he saw my eyes get big, he backed up. <laughs> um, oh never no. My eyes do that before. Um, and, oh and I was approaching him. I could not remember. I honestly could not remember. Um, but apparently, um, we almost th- threw down, um, or I was at least prepared to, but, um, yeah, yeah. And this happened, uh, while we were living, um, at this, uh, at, in, in these condominiums in the really bougie side of town, um, <laughs> a big group of us were playing basketball in the pool, uh, Lorenzo, you would be a fearsome thing to behold if you, I was I was ever with you when you got that angry. I think I would be really terrified <laughs> of you. Yes, because you're you are like you're you're like you're like you you work out so you're you've like it's not like you've got <laughs> nothing behind it. You know, it's not like you have like a big <laughs> attitude but small stature, you know. I, I suppose. And just knowing you're like your non-angry feistiness, I just think if you tapped into like real like rage, I think it would be like terrifying. Luckily, we have <laughs> not gotten anywhere close to that. <laughs> Nor do I ever expect that to happen uh, ever. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I don't know. I felt like you were like gonna tell us about a, a story in like high school. I feel like in high school that would have been your. Oh, your no. wild what's, season. What is insane is that, um, you know, we joke about me being an emotional bully. Um, but in high school, I really was. And I didn't <laughs> realize it until recently. Is I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine. And I was like, oh, I don't even realize, like, how manipulative and um, domineering that I was in high school. Um, but I never, I never gotten close to a fight in high school. I think people just kind of, like, rolled with my attitude and either you're like hey yeah it's it's odd though that makes sense time period of my life but yeah oddly enough no never gotten to not even came close to a fight in uh high school yeah i mean we've me and you have talked before about like we've had instances in our friendship with like like with like manipulation or like emotional, like dancing, like dance around sort of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. More about like past things as opposed to like current and ongoing, but but, yeah, I think, I mean, that's just it. Like we're all like learning and growing too. So it's like, if you're not doing one thing, you're probably, you know, sucky as a friend in other areas, but that's why you need, you know, close people around you to be able to call out, you know, call you out on your crap. And that's, you know, how we learn and grow. And, you know, if you don't have a good, um, if you don't have a good, like, self-perception, if you can't hold up a mirror and see truth, and you only see the, you know, your own, like, your own little facade, you know, then I I think that just 
it's a yeah. I don't know it kind of gets you I don't think you'd just get as far with anything in life because you wouldn't really grow. So anyways, um, yeah. so they, they essentially, you know, decide on this, you know, list of agreements. It's like they have to sign like a release paper or something. They're not hitting above, like below the belt or above the neck. And they're not using any watches, rings, anything like that as like additional, you know, um, artillery like in the fight and they put all of their valuables in a hat on the newspaper stand so then at one point while they're still sort of like about to push ross is doing his big like peacocking thing where he's like trying to like scare them away with like a mean mugging (laughs) you know whatever he's trying to do these guys come over and find the hat just sitting on that newspaper stand and they steal it and then all four of the guys go chase after them and we kind of cut to the next scene, but it's all kind of conducive together where we find that they're all four walking in and they're like having a grand old time. They're talking about how they all sort of, you know, you know, like, oh, you had that guy and he was so big and you got him. And so, like, you, you get the idea that all four of them fought these guys off together and, you know, came together by the end of it. They find out that they're good, but the guy is just not going to give the hat back. That's kind of where we land. So all is well with these guys moving forward, but Chandler just is definitely not going to get his hat back. Yeah. Um, so it kind of wraps up, you know, sort of the whole main part of the episode, especially with the guys. This episode is the first time that really Rachel didn't have like a lot of storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go into the tag, the tag scene where Monica is at a new job and all the gang shows up to kind of show their support or make fun of her. You can't really tell because they put in the money to make the jukebox go. And so she has to do like the whole YMCA dance as her character. And I really got the feeling that like Courtney Cox, like loved filming this scene. (laughs) I thought she hated it. (laughs) Well, I know that, I know that, I think Monica hated it, but for some reason, the way that, like, she's sort of, like, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to tell because she's acting like Monica, who is, like, now not only am I embarrassed in front of people that I don't like, but, but my friends are sitting there sort of, like, laughing at me in the seats right there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that would be funny to, I've never had to dress up for a, a job, like outside of like a normal, like uniform. Have you guys? Um, uh, no, no. Okay. Just interested in that. Um, okay. Anything about the rest of the episode before we start to kind of wrap up any comments or notes that you no. had that you didn't get to say? Um, I would say all in all, I, I feel, um, although this, this episode really does resonate with me because, you know, as Leanne said earlier, I'm a, I'm an emotional boy. Um, but I feel like this, um, episode has a lot of uh, social implications with society because although obviously, um, it's, 
an outlier um, in the sense of seeing grown men um, bully other grown men like about mm-hmm. about something as silly as a hat. We do see um, bullying like really rampant within um, social settings within our culture, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and although um, it's subtle and the messages are very subliminal, um, we see based on the responses of characters like a Chandler or Ross how um, the effect plays on people's relationships mentally and emotionally. Um, and it actually affects yeah. how we walk um, about our everyday lives. Um, so, like, it'll, it'll make you avoid going to your yeah. favorite coffee shop or, you know, yeah. like, taking your um, routine path to work, especially in New York where um, most um, of travel is through walking or public transport. Um, so there's right. a lot of routine um, in that um like in that space and so i could i could imagine that being like the mecca of american culture um how we can see um something like the concept of bullying play out uh, there and how it reflects throughout the rest of our society so th- that was just my thoughts when seeing this yeah movie. no for sure that's all yeah no that's yeah that's really good I know New York is sort of like the place where it could definitely happen more often, especially in a show like this, where it's like back in the, you know, in the nineties and there isn't social media and things like that. You're right with just how little their own personalized vehicles, it gives them very little individuality when it comes to their own like travel schedule. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you have to get on a certain train or else you're definitely going to be late. Like it's not like you can just leave whenever you want to. Um, I think I think what's interesting about storylines like that too is we've never seen those guys before and yet all of a sudden in one episode we see them and them hitting at the same time at the cafe like four different times which is you know for a show they're doing it for a gag you know they want a funny storyline but in real life they probably would have come across them more often for it to you know accumulate in one episode for them to meet multiple times so obviously the writers were wanting like a funny storyline with the guys because they had something going with monica and phoebe and they needed kind of a side storyline you know moving with them as well um but yeah no that's all good uh i've got a couple of interesting facts just about this episode so uh one of the bullies is played by nikki cat who not only infamously played the bully in dazed and confused but his (laughs) victim in that film was played by adam goldberg who just completed his arc as eddie um last episode so um or wait two episodes ago sorry two episodes Um, And then David Schwimmer actually worked in Chicago for seven years at a diner where he he had to roller skate, wait tables too, just like Monica does in this season. Can you imagine David Schwimmer with how tall he is? No. Rollerblading. I can't imagine. To serve food. 
I know. He seems kind of like lanky and disconnected with his own body. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, and then let's see. Okay. Ross claims at one point in this episode that nobody besides Monica has ever beaten him up before. But in the one with the mugging, Phoebe admits to Monica that she mugged a teenage Ross. Ross finds out in that episode that Phoebe mugged him. But at this point of the series, he was unaware that she was the one who mugged him. So he technically says he's never been beaten up, but Phoebe actually has. He just didn't know it was Phoebe. So sort of a little break, but... I guess you don't necessarily have to be beat up to be mugged. So I wonder if that's where the kind of caveat came from. So, and then one final thing, there is a subtle hint to Dr. Seuss in this episode. The hat that gets stolen from Chandler has an embroidered image of the Grinch. And then later when Ross tells Gunther on the bullies, you can see that Gunther is wearing a hat, uh, a cat in the hat tie, which I don't know if they purposely did that as like a product placement or like a promotional thing, but Definitely weird to have both of those in the same episode. So those are just some fun facts. But let's get to the episode rating system. Lorenzo, as our friend, you get to go first. All righty. So I actually really do like this episode. Um, Okay, I'm going to say. Okay, I'm going to say Central Park. Perk. Central Perk. Central Perk? Perk. Central Perk. <laughs> okay, and why? Um, okay, so because I think that the the plot in and of itself, although it has exaggeration, it actually is a cool play on the concept of bullying. Um, and it is, it is, mm-hmm. quite, it is quite humorous. Um, and I do really like how well there can be pros and cons to this of the um how the i guess the different storylines like intersect in an odd way it intersects enough um like with phoebe trying to find her biological dad and um monica um finding a job and uh, Ross and Chandler dealing with the bullies that intersects, it intersects enough that you're like, Oh, like they're all a mess <laughs> right now, but it, it still <laughs> maintains the individuality, which I think just the show in general does pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it highlights, it, it, it highlights pretty, I think, um, I won't say like super serious, but decently weighty topics within, I would say, our um, like our social climate. Um, even though this is the nineties, mm-hmm. um, so I and for that in and of itself, it, it seems transcendent um, in that sense. Um, so I would I would give it the central work. Like I I think it I think it was good, and I don't have any moments where I'm just like ah. Eh. Nah, that was bad. Like, I don't have any moments like that in this episode. Okay. Um, awesome. Okay. Really? I think I'm going to give it a how you doing. Um, only because I'm thinking mm-hmm. of, like, episodes we've 
seen more recently, like the whole Eddie storyline and all of that. Um, and like kind of comparing it to episodes we've had recently, I don't want as much, doesn't really move the storyline forward a ton. Um, but except for Phoebe, mm. I feel like this is the first episode in a while that Phoebe has had like a solid part in an episode which I really enjoy because I feel like she's just been in the back burner for so long. So I like that they focused on her and kind of, you know, they introduced Frank Mm -hmm. Jr., which he becomes an important part in her life. Um, So I do like that aspect, but I feel like they just needed to throw a third, like, plot point in here. And so they added the whole Monica stock market thing. Um, And that just seemed a little out of left field for me. So... I guess in that scheme of things, like that's kind of like why I think I would give it that. Um, But all the things that Lorenzo said, like are very valid as well. So I don't know, like I could sit between that and a seven. So maybe like a 6.5, whatever that would be. (laughs) Um, I'm surprised you didn't give it lower based on everything that you said. Okay. Because I would say I would also rate it as a how you doing, <laughs> but I would but I would say that it's because of yes, I agree that Monica's storyline doesn't really move forward except for at the end her being positioned in that um in that job ultimately brings in the storyline with John Favreau. And so we get some context there moving forward um, as, you know, the relationship with her and Richard ultimately dwindles and dies out, um, which, so we won't get to that for a little bit, but I also think this is a huge step forward for Phoebe bringing in her brother, Frank Jr. is like the whole next phase of Phoebe not saying that ultimately her moving forward is connected with her brother, but just, it just brings in like a lot of storyline and a lot of um, plots with like that are Phoebe heavy moving forward, which I think is really good because like you said, we hadn't seen a lot of Phoebe in a substantial way. Um, This, you know, these we've had, you know, maybe one more recently, but then this one is, another one where she's the main character and it brings, you know, her storyline forward. And then for the guys, it's just kind of a throwaway gag. Um, I don't think, obviously it doesn't bear much weight to any future episodes. It's just more of a funny thing. Um, so, so yeah, I'd actually more teetered between Inunagi and how, how you doing, even though for some reason, I think, I think my reasons are more positive even than the (laughs) Willis. Which is why I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that like she rated it so high. I don't know. Wow. We flip flop, we flip flop back and yeah. forth in our like assessments of the episodes. It's really interesting, which I kind of like, because um, then it shows how each of us like make it, yeah, like how we perceive mm-hmm. the weightiness of the episode based through different lenses. So Clearly, I'm grading on a curve. So all right, so pretty, yeah. <laughs> well for sure for sure most of our friends do honestly because they're coming in for like one-offs you know like you're not yeah. seeing the whole storyline connected like you're getting like oh i haven't watched show like this show in a while and here's an episode oh yeah I like <laughs> right, this right. episode you know so 
So true. And we don't mind that either because sometimes Llewellyn and I can be a little cynical, but... Um, okay, so this brings us to our post-show wrap-up, and we have already forewarned our new friend that anytime we have a brand new guest-featured friend on the episode, we do a Which Friend Are You segment, which is where they tell us what um, which of the six friends they think that they are. Combination, solo, doesn't matter. So, Lorenzo, which friend are yeah, you? Yeah, it's... It's a good question. I, I have been struggling, struggling to choose. Because here's the thing. Um, I was actually going to say Monica, um, just personality-wise. Um, mm-hmm. And I, but then I also, but then what I also thought simultaneously was, um, I've never been a job. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Um, work, but and I, I honestly just don't think that based on this. Okay, so if I'm going based on this episode, can I do that, or are we doing it in a vacuum? It's it's not based on. Oh, it's a vac. It's tough. all of it. Um. Uh, okay. 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 Um. I'm. It, it feels like I'm shooting in the dark like I feel like it's it's blind but um I'll uh-huh. I'll say I'll, I'll say Chandler why um because he's more assertive than Ross and he's not doofy like um like Joey <laughs> and I don't think I'm like as like, uh, I don't think I'm as pulled back as Ross or as doofy as Joey. So I'm just saying Chandler. And I definitely don't think I'm Phoebe or, um, I, 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 uh, maybe, yeah, like I said, maybe Monica. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, are you ready for my assessment? Because oh, I know sure. you. Sure. And I know the and I know yeah, the friends. I think do. probably better than you. All right, I'm gonna completely disagree. Oh with shoot! You, like a hundred percent. I really have to hear this. I think, I think that you have characteristics of Monica for sure. Um, I think that her like intensity, mm. her like single mindedness, or like her um her her focus like when she's into something or she's like pursuing something um she can get really like intense and uh-huh. like specific about it and i think that you For might sure. have some of those tendencies i also think that you're a little bit of rachel now i recognize <laughs> that in this episode uh-huh. we don't get a lot of rachel but in the overarching theme of who she is, especially as she grows as a character, she's very, she's like a three on the Enneagram mm-hmm. who's an achiever. Which we share similar energy. And I think that. Like eights and threes. Yeah. So I think, yeah, exactly. So I think that because she, I mean, she makes it makes a name for herself at Ralph Lauren. She like, she, you know, she makes an endeavor to like get out of, you know, doing her serving role. And I know that's in such a minor capacity, but 
I mean, you may, I mean, we joked about it earlier. You like always have three jobs. You're always like developing or creating or, you know, entrepreneuring in, you know, different, you know, artistic, creative ways. So I think that you've got that like achiever, even though you're not an achiever on the Enneagram, but I'm just trying to compare it. You have some of those qualities, but I also do think you are like as well in the sense that in the sense that she is very accepting of a lot of different types and kinds of people. And I think that you are very open to people who don't look like you don't talk like you don't think like you. And Phoebe is very much um, like justice minded. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that those characteristics, I think that those would fall under your category. Mm -hmm. Now, I wouldn't say that in all other aspects you're Phoebe, um, but she is also the yeah. creative one of the group for sure. So I would say that you're like a cocktail. You you would be like a monic. You'd almost be like, you're definitely a, a mixture of the characteristics of the three mm. like girls on the show. And then you, and then I would say like maybe the cherry on top without trying to throw in a fourth would be you are funny. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's Chandler funny like. I mean, it's he uses it as like a defense uh, mechanism when he's insecure. Like that's how that's how he uses his humor. Ross is more doofy, I think, in the sense of like, you know, his humor is very like comedy, like heavy comedy and like physical mm-hmm. comedy related, pretty much. And I think Joey is just <laughs> dumb, so it's kind of like that Harry Larry like. Larry, Curly, and Mo, or whatever it is. Um, like, I think that's what the guys are kind of like when it comes to humor. So I would actually say that you're more strongly like oh. the three girls as like a, the, like who they are character-wise. Now, do you, do you uh, agree yep. with my assessment at all? What about, what, what, oh, what do you think, Laura? Spot on. <laughs> yes. I love being right. Oh, shoot. Which is good, though, because I feel like the girls, like, (laughs) most of our friends that have come on here have been, like, a cocktail with, like, a lot of the guys. So I feel like the girls have these great characteristics that it's, when you blend them all together, like, they make, like, a powerful person. So honestly, I think that's a compliment. I'll I'll take it. Look at you, Llewellyn. My love is getting filled with affirmation, so sure. I will gladly take it. (laughs) Next time he's going to come on the podcast, he's going to be like, yeah, remember the last time I opened up and I said I'm the greatest person on the planet? Well, now the girls have proved it, and (laughs) we can never ask him back. (laughs) Never. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay, cool. And then um, our final segment: recommend to a friend, um, Lorenzo, as the final thing on this podcast. Do you have anything that you'd like to recommend to our friends? Um, other than don't be a bully. Yes. Um, <laughs> and never find yourself in New York City without a job. Um. <sighs> What would I what would I recommend to my friends? Uh, well, I well I rec I, I re- well friends I recommend that you keep listening to this podcast because it's amazing. Um, <laughs> no, seriously though, I'm laughing about it seriously. Um, I wouldn't be me if I didn't give music recommendations, so that's what I'm gonna do. 
Um, <laughs> Do it. There is. Um, there's well, first there's. I'm always listening to new artists, so I shouldn't say there's one new artist I'm listening to. But um, if you ever get time, friends, I would highly. No, suggest. don't say that. Just recommend. Okay, it. Just I recommend. Say, I recommend this to a friend. You go listen to Brie Babineau. It's Brie as in B-R-I and then Babineau, B-A-B-I-N-E-A-U-X. She's a really, 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 really good singer. Um, She's a Christian artist. Um, Her voice is gorgeous. And I actually just heard... um, like a, several months back, I heard her singing on um, like a collab with one of my favorite groups called uh, Maverick City, Maverick City Music. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. So I recommend listening to Brie Babineau. Cool. Now that he get, he's given an amazing recommendation. Awesome. Love it. Um, Luan? <laughs> Oh, the other. <laughs> this should have went along with the recommendation yeah. that I gave from Donut <laughs> but Pumice the other day. Oh, uh, that was. Pumice. <laughs> <laughs> we should have. Okay. Anyways, uh... we should have thought this through. <laughs> so mine, I literally just walked around my apartment, and I'm like, "What do I use?" <laughs> recommend. Um, and it's so simple, guys, but <laughs> when you live in Michigan and it's, you know, negative degrees outside, you tend to get really, like, dry skin. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has it. Um, oh, yeah. I, in my mm-hmm. 30 years of life, have yes. come across a bunch of different lotions that just... Yes. <laughs> Llewellyn, you're 30? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know it why. It just happened, so we're good. <laughs> um... But I've come across a lot of different lotions in my life, and most of them burn my hands because my hands are so dry. But a friend showed this mm. brand, and for some odd reason, it works. Um, it's Soap and oh, Glory's wow. hand food lotion. So I'm not one that likes like smelly lotions, but this all this one comes in, so it has a nice scent. Um, but I use it every night before I go to bed. And usually when I first wake up as well, and my hands this season have never been more like, they still get dry from time to time, but they're not like cracked and bleeding and all the gross things that happen in the wintertime in Michigan. So I highly recommend soap and glory hand food lotion. If you have really dry skin for your hand, they have like a whole line. I only wow. use the hand lotion, um, but it's good. I get it at Target. So check it out. Nice. Well done. I like it. All right. My recommend to a friend is a brand called Artis Brush. A-R-T-I-S. Artis Brush. It is a line of makeup brushes that uses more um, more like nanofiber technology. It's not nanofiber, but it's got like a specific... Um, it's a little bit denser than a normal makeup brush and easier to clean if you grab their, um, like cleaning, you know, um, 
get up. Uh, it, it holds less product on the brush. Um, it blends really well. I have really typically dry skin. I've been trying to work on that with my um, skincare routine lately, but uh, typically my other brushes that I've had or even beauty blenders are so gross because they keep all of the makeup in there. Um, and yeah, it's just disgusting. So I like to use this Artiste brush. I actually won it in a competition on Instagram, um, but I had been following them for quite some time. And when I got it, I have, I mean, that's the only thing I use now for makeup, but you can also use them for things like your skincare routine for liquids. It doesn't matter if it's foundation, liquid, dry, um, or skincare. You can use these and then you clean the brushes in between using their solution and um, has just a really creates a really nice finish and a really you know clean brush and doesn't hold a lot of the makeup in the brush so that it all ends up on your face so that all the expensive makeup you're buying ends up on your face instead of your brush or in your beauty blender so highly recommend artiste to a friend so that wraps up our show lorenzo thank you so much for being on yes appreciate you did you, you like it, it? Was Are you coming an back? Honor to be with the both of you um i thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed this so yes i would love to come back it was great awesome well we will look forward to having you back and i'm, I'm sure our friends enjoyed meeting a new friend as well lorenzo where can we find you with all of your endeavors <laughs> do you want to give out your creative socials um, or no? yeah so you can find me um at well there's oh man there's many places you can find me you can find me at um either lorenzo underscore hoskin underscore on instagram um you can find me on underscore zoe underscore dewan on instagram as well um that is my creative outlet um and that's mostly where I spend a lot of my social energy. Um, I am not very active on Twitter, um, somewhat active on LinkedIn and active on Facebook, but I don't do much with Facebook. So, yeah. Spell your Zoe Dewan one because I know Dewan for some people might be a little bit more difficult, especially Correct. because you so don't put any Zoe of the vowels in there, right? Is underscore uh, Z-O-E um, underscore D-W-N. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. So go check him out and his little creative. Not that I'm so sorry. That made it sound like I was just undermining everything that you do creatively. <laughs> it's like patronizing your whole creative outlet. Like, go look at his little thing and subscribe. Totally <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go take a look. He's um, he's creative. He's good looking. He's one of my best friends. Um, if you need model or fashion advice, or if you're a guy who enjoys people with good fashion, uh, Lorenzo is definitely the guy for you. So uh, head to his socials and give him a follow. Give him a shout out. Yeah. So that wraps us up. And next week we will watch the one with two parties. So until then, we will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast.